quiz time. Yay! Most people have some idea about what happens when we die. Some put it off and try not to think about it. Some have outlandish ideas of what the afterlife and what heaven will be like. I wonder what your version of heaven is. My version of heaven is waking up in the morning, going for a surf on a nice hot summer's day, then straight into an acai bowl for breakfast, playing some board games with my friends, chucking some sunbathing, reading a good book on the beach, and then some soccer. I'm definitely going to score a penalty against Jesus. Maybe yours is something similar, involving friends, great food, all your hobbies, all your activities. Maybe your version of heaven is getting to explore the whole world, going to heaps of countries, going to meet heaps of interesting people, having no rush, no stress, no concerns, good vibes only. Maybe your version of heaven has some Bible elements in it as well, like no more crying, no more mourning, no more pain. So what is your version of heaven? Today, we are going to see that if your version of heaven and if your way to heaven doesn't revolve around Jesus, maybe it's not the same as God's version of heaven. So I want to challenge us with a question. If heaven had everything you wanted, but not Jesus, would it still be heaven? If heaven had everything you wanted, but not Jesus, would you still want to go? We start this passage off by getting a picture of what heaven looks like. Jesus is having a conversation with his disciples. He's talking to them about what's going to happen next. They're talking about where Jesus is going, what he's going to do. It's been an ongoing conversation over the past few chapters, over the past few months leading to now. So we see immediately in verse 1, where we jump midway into this conversation, that the disciples and Jesus are not on the same page. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? Their hearts are troubled after all this talk in chapter 13 of Jesus leaving them. So Jesus gives them a bit more information about where he is going. He is going to his father's house. He's going to the place where God dwells. We know he means heaven and not the earthly Jerusalem temple because he's going there to prepare a place for you, a place with many rooms. Jesus didn't go to the earthly temple after this conversation, nor does the earthly temple have many rooms. So when he says, my father's house, he means where God lives, where God dwells, the home of God, which is heaven. And how good is this picture of heaven? Heaven has many rooms and Jesus is going to prepare a place. Maybe he's going to go straighten the beds like a good hotel housekeeper. So many rooms for so many people to be saved. I don't know what your version of heaven was like, but mine certainly had people. It certainly had all of my good friends in it. Most of ours would have had people, our family, our friends, maybe even our pets. But heaven is not heaven because it has your pals. Heaven is heaven because of Christ. We see that in the rest of verse 2 and verse 3. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. 
we see four times that the Father's house has Jesus there. In verse 2, I am going there. In verse 3, to take you to be with me and that you may be where I am. And then in verse 4, the place where I am going. Heaven, the Father's house, is where Jesus is. He's going there, he will take us with him and we will be where he is. Everything about heaven is going to be about Jesus, because of Jesus, through Jesus, by Jesus. Heaven is so about him that it is only fitting that the way to heaven is also because of Jesus, through Jesus, by Jesus. Just look at verses 5 to 7. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Jesus is the way to the Father. What that means is wanting to be with Jesus in heaven means wanting to be with Jesus now. Because he is the way. It's, really, it's about really knowing Christ and really knowing the Father. That's why reading the Bible and understanding who Jesus is is so important. It's why at youth we are all about Jesus. Because we want you guys to really, really know him, not just know about him. That's why we spent the past few weeks, this whole term, trying to really know Jesus and trying to really know God through the I am statements. We've seen Jesus say that he is the good shepherd. He says, I am the good shepherd, that he will lay his life down for his sheep, that he will protect you, love you, never betray you or leave you. We've seen him say, I am the light of the world. He is the sustainer, the provider of all things. And last week we heard him say, I am the resurrection and the life. He is life. He has defeated pain and death and suffering. These I am statements are so important because they help to show who really Jesus is. Really knowing Jesus is so important because there are so many other ways to heaven. There are so many other religions out there. There are so many other versions of Jesus. Getting to heaven at the moment in the world is really a choose-your-own-adventure. You can pick whatever belief works for you. You don't like this? Chuck it out. You like this? Believe that. But today, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the sole way to the Father. There is no other way except by loving him, trusting him, submitting to him. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus. He is the way to heaven. So what is your way to heaven? Is your way to heaven the same as God's way, which is through Christ? Or does your way really revolve around you and Jesus is kind of just there? Is Jesus really just the goalkeeper in your version of heaven, another person there that you can hang out with? Because if he is a bit part player in your version of heaven, he will be a bit part player in your life. You will choose him when it's easy, when it's convenient for you. Does investing in your relationship with Jesus take priority for you? Or do you do it when you have a spare few minutes? Are you even investing in Christ? by getting to know him more through regular Bible reading or speaking to him in prayer, or even only rocking up to church on Fridays and Sundays whenever you aren't busy, because whenever you do have a party or an exam, it's only church, it's only, once, it's only a once-off, I'll go again next week. Or maybe you only have time for Jesus on Fridays and Sundays. Maybe when you're at school or at sport with friends, maybe Jesus isn't a priority. You aren't living for Christ. You're living in the world, caring about your own comfort, your own pleasures. What is your way to heaven? Does it revolve around Christ? But maybe you still aren't sold. Maybe you see friends who aren't striving to become more and more like Christ, growing in godliness, seeking him in all things. But 
but they want to be in heaven. They kind of come to church. They seem to really want to get to heaven. After all, who doesn't? Surely if we have the right motivation, the right desire to get to heaven, surely if we want to get to the Father, no matter how, no matter how, that's good enough. Surely that's enough. But the disciples show us that even having a good motivation, a good desire to meet God to get to heaven isn't enough. There is only one way to get to the Father's house, and that's through Christ. In verse 8, Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Philip seems to have a beautiful request that so many people in the world today have. Maybe not knowing the Christian Father, but certainly eternal life, eternal happiness, being in heaven. So many people want that. He, like so many others, wants heaven. He wants to see the Father. He seems to have the right desire, the right heart. But Jesus shuts him down quickly. He says, don't you know me, Philip? How can you say, show us the Father? I am in the Father. Jesus is the only way to the Father's house. There is no other way. There is no room for confusion or for misunderstanding in this passage. There is no other way to the Father except through Jesus. And if God's version of heaven is really all about Jesus, then it makes sense that the way there is all about Jesus. So if our version of heaven is all about Jesus, then the way we live our lives now should be following Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. So what is your version of heaven? Does it revolve around Jesus, or is it really just about you? If Jesus, if Jesus wasn't there, would you still want to go? I'm going to pray, and then we're going to continue in prayer. Please pray for me. Uh, Heavenly Father, help us to have our lives centered around you. Help us to know that you are the way and help our way of life be you. God, help us to strive to live like you, to follow you, to submit you. Help our version of heaven, our future be you. Amen.